0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Matic. You can find me on Twitter at Davis In this episode of the podcast, we are continuing our series of fantasy football team previews, this time going through the New York Jets, but before we get into the podcast, I of course need to tell you about all the cool stuff that we have going on over at RotoExperts.com with our NFL 365 package. If you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you are playing in a a fantasy football league or two in 2019, and we have all of the content that you need to win your league. If you get the RotoExperts NFL 365 package, you will not have to subscribe to any other fantasy football website. We have projections, rankings, premium content, uh, best ball tools, customizable cheat sheets for your league settings, everything that you could ever need to win your league. Have that taken care of at rotoexperts.com. Now, let's dive into the New York Jets starting at quarterback. Sam Darnold is, of course, the starting quarterback for the Jets. Uh, Last year, he started 13 games, uh, missed a couple here and there. For uh, Josh McCown, he posted a 57% completion percentage, 6.9 yards per attempt, 6.1 adjusted yards per attempt. So in terms of historical comparables, obviously he's not going to be placed in the same bucket as Baker Mayfield was. Baker was a lot better, and you know we kind of knew that coming into the year as well. However, in terms of the bucket that Darnold is in, there's a lot of comparable seasons. You know, Phillip Rivers' rookie season, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's rookie season, Uh, you know, are some comparables to what Darnold did. And overall, I was actually most encouraged by the fact that Darnold seemed to get better over the rest of the season. In the final four games, uh, Darnold was good in all of those games, had over 239 yards passing in all of them, uh, threw for touchdowns in, uh, you know, multiples of those games, and was uh, the number one overall quarterback in ESPN's QBR over that last month of the season. So those are all some positive indications for Darnold. He's also looked very sharp this preseason. The offense has been playing, uh, you know, in the hurry up. They have not been uh, you know, they have not been huddling a lot during the preseason, so that's pretty encouraging. In terms of where Darnold falls in fantasy, really, and this is like, you know, this is kind of what we say about all bad fantasy football quarterbacks, is you'd be fine taking them as your quarterback two in a two quarterback league. But I don't mean to say that as a cop out. I do actually think Darnold is a positive value at that point in a two quarterback draft. And for example, I didn't get him, but he was someone that I was targeting in the Scott Fishbowl League. He's someone that I would be targeting in um, like Superflex, Best Ball, Dynasty leagues, like the one. Uh, the, the well, we have a couple of them. We have one that is Roto Experts branded. We have one uh, that we had with the old Fantasy Insiders brand with some big names around the industry. Um, so the, that's the sort of format where I would be interested in Darnold. I do think there's a very good chance that he is the second best quarterback of that draft class. I think I think he's clearly better than Rosen. I think he's a much better passer than Lamar Jackson. I think the Jets are in a better place as a franchise with their quarterback than the Bills are with Josh Allen. And, I, you know, I think Darnold, sort of his fantasy football upside would be very Phillip Rivers-esque. You know, I don't think he's ever going to be a runner, but I could see, you know, multiple 4,000-yard seasons. You know, maybe one year, two years, he runs crazy hot with touchdowns and throws 35, 38 touchdown passes. But for this season, I think the important thing for him is for him to be good enough. To have fantasy value instilled in Le'Veon Bell, in Robbie Anderson, in Jamison Crowder, and uh, Christopher Herndon. So that is where the quarterback situation is. His backups, Trevor Simeon, Davis Webb, and Luke Falk is on the roster right now as the fourth quarterback. Uh, no, none of those guys, you would say, are, are of any threat of sending him to the bench. You know, we've seen Trevor Simeon, the NFL starter, it's not pretty. We've seen Davis Webb uh, in the preseason before. He, you know, he's just is not very good. Luke Falk was actually someone. When he was at Washington State, I kind of thought he was a real quarterback prospect, but it's seeming like that was wrong. The running back situation more interesting though. So our projections do not have Le'Veon Bell as a value at his ADP, and I think that's sort of interesting because he has somehow become a consensus first-round pick. And my analysis of that situation just does not agree with that at all. I think that Le'Veon Bell is you know pretty clearly worse than his former teammate James Conner. I think Nick Chubb has more upside. Uh, you know I would kind of start to think of taking Bell in the second round, but he just he just doesn't really get there anymore. Part of that is the uncertainty with Ezekiel Elliott that just kind of pushes people towards these other running backs that they feel comfortable with. You know, people, of course, know that Le'Veon Bell, you know, has been a running back one. Many times they know that the Jets paid him big money. So there are a few things that concern me with Le'Veon Bell. The first is the fact that he hasn't played football for a year. You know, I just, I would view that as, instead of a neutral, I would view that as a slight negative. Uh, I would view the fact that a big part of his value in his Steelers days came from pass catching as a negative. Because if you look at the backup running backs on the Jets roster, uh, Ty Montgomery, the clear RB2, Elijah McGuire, Trenton Cannon, and Bilal Powell, all of those guys are better at pass catching than grinding between the tackles. So I would say whoever the running backs are behind uh, behind Le'Veon Bell, he's very likely to lose some passing down work, some passing down snaps to those guys. I also don't know if there's a ton of evidence that Adam Gase, you know, loves throwing to the running backs, or if he was just doing what, uh, you know, he was just making do with what he had while he was in Miami. You know, I guess maybe all this boils down to me maybe not thinking Adam Gase is, you know, the most brilliant offensive play caller of all time or anything. Like I, I think Adam Gase is probably pretty overrated by like classic, uh, you know, hashtag football people, and I think the data bears out that he's probably a a pretty average coach. So Le'Veon Bell for me is, uh, I you know, it feels weird to say about a guy who I did used to love for fantasy football, but he really is just kind of an avoid for me. I'm, I'm not particularly interested in getting him on my teams. You know, I prefer all of those first round wide receivers over him. Uh, Beckham, Schuster, Hopkins, Jones, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams. I like all of those guys more than him. And, uh, you know, at running back, I do. I like uh, James Conner, Nick Chubb a little bit more. I think he's probably interchangeable with Joe Mixon. Uh, and you know, it's not like our projections hate him. They just have him the same as these other guys. I have, you know, I have him for 265 rushes and 88 targets, and I, and I think those are equitable numbers. But you know, we're not super high on the Jets' offense. We're not super high on Le'Veon uh, Bell's like per-touch numbers, and so that's just going to keep him as kind of like a, a low-end RB1. You know, a player probably you would like to have, but you're not going to go crazy for it. I I don't think that Le'Veon Bell is uh, you know sort of like a league-winning style player this season. I think it's more likely that he does damage to your roster. Uh, seemingly, Ty Montgomery has really won over this job as the second running back in uh, New York. I know Evan Silva, our old pal, really loves him. You know, he's moved him into his top 150 players. He rushed uh, seven times and scored in uh, the Jets' preseason game against the Falcons. However, he wasn't targeted, which is sort of weird. So, you know, the Jets are the Jets are really using him, at least in these preseason games, like a running back, despite the fact that uh, Montgomery said new coach Adam Gaze is not trying to define him either as a running back or a receiver. Uh, Montgomery said he doesn't seem to be trying to figure out whether I'm a running back or a receiver. I feel like a true hybrid in this offense. Uh, you know, this is something that we basically hear every single year about players. You know, this is the Duke Johnson... Uh, Giovanni Bernard, Corollary, we always hear about these two running back sets and so on and so forth, and very rarely do we see it played out. But, uh, you know, I do like Ty Montgomery from the sense of he probably is a pretty high upside handcuff. He probably will have some standalone value throughout the course of the year. You know, there will be weeks where he does get, you know, eight, nine, ten touches as a, you know, as a pass catcher and as a rusher. Certainly can't be, uh, you know, can't be too upset about that. So I I guess that is sort of interesting, And, and I've started to look for him in the draft best ball championship just a little bit. Seems like Elijah McGuire and Trenton Cannon are fighting for one roster spot, and then Bilal Powell, as a key special teamer and veteran, is going to make the roster as the uh, the third running back uh, on the team. Moving to wide receiver, their eleven personnel: Robbie Anderson, Quincy Nnuna, and Jamison Crowder. It seems like Quincy Nnuna was, uh, or uh, Jamison Crowder was able to avoid serious injury. Right now, Quincy Nnuna is struggling with a slight groin strain. And uh, you know, last year the personnel grouping was relatively similar with a and Curse and Anderson all playing. So Jermaine Curse basically uh, is leaving. He actually broke his leg in the preseason. Bummer for him. He's replaced by Jamison Crowder in eleven personnel. Out. so last year, Robbie Anderson, 94 targets, 50 receptions, eight yards per target, six touchdowns, 15 yards per reception. Anunwa, 68 targets. Um, he only scored one receiving touchdown, 6.6 yards per target. Curse, even worse. Uh, so the Curse, this is very similar to the role I expect Jamison Crowder to play. In uh, 14 games, he had 76 targets, 37 receptions, 371 yards, 4.9 yards per target. I would expect that Crowder's... Total target numbers will probably creep a little bit more towards 90. Um, our projections, I, I will look it up right now. Our projections for Jamison Crowder, uh, they have him as you know a, a usable player. We have him for uh, 93 fantasy standard points, 85 targets, 54 receptions, 684 receiving yards, and four and a half touchdowns. And uh, you know, I, for where Jamison Crowder is being drafted, I certainly do think that he's a value. But of course, the only league-winning player in this pass-catching core is Robbie Anderson because. Robbie Anderson has a super high average depth of target. He is one of the better players, you know, in the NFL, really at all down the field. In 2017, it, with Josh McCown, he had 114 targets, 941 receiving yards, and seven touchdowns, 8.3 yards per target. He was he was a really good player in PPR and standard leagues that season, and uh, I think his draft slot again is pretty appropriate. I think that he's still a target where he is going because you know that that especially in Best Ball. Where where you're gonna get all of the sp- you're gonna get all of the spiked weeks, none of the down weeks. I think that is pretty key with Robbie Anderson. Anunwa has become a guy that uh, it's just with with Le'Veon Bell and with Herndon. I just don't think there's much room for a role for uh, for Anunwa. Backup like rotation guys here that are kind of interesting. No interest in Josh Bellamy, no real interest in Sharon Peak. These guys are, you know, just kinda of retread. Same for Deontay Thompson. Greg Dortch is an interesting guy though, because I think that if the Jets Uh, I think the long-term plan would be for Greg Dortch to eventually take over that Jamison Crowder role, which is sort of interesting because Crowder and Dortch are really similar players. Both played at small schools. Both are undersized. Both are really fast. Dortch, an incredibly productive player in college. Jamison Crowder was an incredibly productive player in college despite underwhelming physical tools. So Greg Dortch, definitely someone to monitor if he does make this team for dynasty purposes, would actually probably consider him an ad. Uh, Moving to tight end, Christopher Herndon is the starting tight end for this team and someone that we really liked before his four game suspension due to a DUI. However, uh, he is suspended for those four games so the team signed Ryan Griffin basically as uh, you know, Ryan Griffin's going to come in. Uh, he had 43 targets last year, 305 yards, no touchdowns. He's not going to be fantasy relevant, but he is just going to basically fill in for Christopher Herndon until he's back. And then Herndon is uh Herndon for me is still a target uh, because you know we, the the per game numbers we have for him are pretty good. We in uh, in twelve games we have him for sixty two targets, forty two receptions, five hundred receiving yards, and just about four receiving touchdowns. Those are pretty good numbers. Uh, while he is active, we expect him to be a fantasy starter, someone who could actually, if this offense does take a step, I would actually expect that. Uh, Herndon would be one of the biggest beneficiaries because he plays at a position where the production is so limited whereas Jameson Crowder, Robbie Anderson Quincy Inunua, Le'Veon Bell I think their production is just going to there's sort of a a standardized range where their production would fall in that's not going to have them go up or down a tier based on how good Sam Darnold is but Herndon if Darnold proves to be better than we expect the offense proves to be better than we expect I do think there's a real opportunity for Herndon in this offense so that is going to do it for our New York Jets fantasy football team preview. Uh, If you liked the stuff that you heard, if you want more insights on these players, you want access to our projections, rankings, customizable cheat sheets, and expert content, please head over to rotoexperts.com. You can have access to our NFL 365 package for $39.99, and you can get 10% off of that package using the promo code Matic. M-A-T-T-E-K.